Chapter Fifteen of Coco Break Collection, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Coco Break Collection, Volume Two by Various. Chapter Fifteen. The Bell Princess. A story from India, collected and translated by Mave Stokes in a country lived a king who had seven sons six of these sons married but the seventh and youngest son would not marry and moreover he disliked his six sisters-in-law and could not bear to take food from their hands one day they got very angry with him for disliking them and they said to him taunting him we think that you will marry a bell princess a bell princess said the young prince to himself what is a bell princess and where is one to be found i will go and look for one but the next day he thought how can i find a bell princess i don't know where to seek for her at last one day he saddled and bridled one of his father's beautiful horses then he put on his grand clothes took his sword and gun and said good-bye to his father and mother and set out on his search they cried very much at parting with him he rode from his father's country for a long long way at length when he had journeyed for six months he found himself in a great jungle through which he went for many nights and days until he at last came to where a fakir lay sleeping the young prince thought i will watch by this fakir till he wakes perhaps he can help me so he stayed with the fakir for one whole month and all that time he took care of him and watched by him and kept his hut clean this fakir used to sleep for six whole months at a time and then he would remain awake for six months when the prince had watched over him for one month the fakir woke for his six months sleep had come to an end and when he saw what care the young prince had taken of him and how clean his hut was he was very much pleased with the king's son and said to him how have you been able to reach this jungle to which no man can come and who are you and whence do you come i am a king's son answered the prince my father's country is a six months journey away from this and i am come to look for a bell princess i hear there is a bell princess and i want to find her can you tell me where she is it is true that there is one answered the fakir and i know where she is she is in the fairy's country whither no man can go this made the young prince very sad what shall i do he said i have left my father and mother and have travelled a long long way to find the bell princess and now you tell me i cannot go where she lives i will help you said the fakir and if you do exactly what i tell you you will find her but first stay here with me for a little while so the king's son stayed for another month with the fakir and took care of him and did everything for him as he did for his own father at the end of the month the fakir gave him his stick and said to him now you must go to the fairy's country it is one week's journey distant from this jungle when you get there you will see a number of demons and fairies who live in it then the fakir took a little earth from the ground and put it in the prince's hand 
when you have come to the fairy's country in order that they and the demons may not see you you must blow all this earth away from the palm of your hand and then you will be invisible you must ride on till you come to a great plain in the middle of their garden and on this plain you will see a large bell tree and on it one big bell fruit in this fruit is the bell princess you must throw my stick at it and it will fall but you must take care to catch the fruit in your shawl and not let it fall to the ground then ride quickly back to me for as soon as the fruit falls you will cease to be invisible and the fairies and demons who guard the fruit will all come running after you and they will all call to you but take care take care not to look behind you when they call you ride straight on to me with the fruit and do not look behind you if you do you will become stone and your horse too and they will take the bell fruit back to its tree the prince promised to do all the fakir bade him he rode for a week and then he came to the fairy's country he blew the earth the fakir had given him away from his palm all along his fingers just as he had been told then he became invisible he rode through the great garden into the plain there he saw the bell tree and the one fruit hanging all alone he threw the fakir stick at it and caught it in a corner of his shawl as it fell but then he was no longer invisible all the fairies and demons could see him and they came running after him as he rode quickly away and called to him he looked behind at them and instantly he and his horse became stone and the bell fruit went back to its tree and hung itself up for one week the fakir sat in his jungle waiting for the king's son but the moment he was turned into stone the fakir knew of it and he set off at once for the fairy's country he walked all through it but neither the fairies nor demons could touch him he went straight to the great plain and there he saw the king's son sitting on his horse and both he and the horse were stone this made the fakir very sad and he said to god what will the father and mother do now that their son is changed into a stone and he prayed to god and said if it be god's pleasure may this king's son be alive once more then he cut his little finger on the inside from the tip to the palm and smeared the prince's forehead with the blood that came from it he rubbed some blood on the horse too all the time praying to god to give the prince his life again the king's son and his horse were alive once more the fakir took the prince back to his jungle and said to him listen i told you not to look behind you and you disobeyed me and so were turned to stone had i not come to save you you would always have remained stone the fakir kept the prince with him in the jungle for one whole week then he gave him his stick and some earth he picked up from the ground on which they were standing and said now you must go to the fairy's country again and throw my stick at the bell fruit and catch it in a corner of your shawl as you did before but mind mind you do not look behind you this time if you do you will be turned to stone and you will for ever remain stone ride straight back to me with the fruit and take care never to look behind you once till you get to me so the king's son went again to the fairy's country and all happened as before till he had caught the fruit in his shawl 
but then he rode straight back to the fakir without looking behind him although the fairies and demons ran after him and called to him the whole way he rode so fast they could not catch him and when he came to the fakir the fakir turned him into a fly and thus hid him up came all the fairies and demons and said to the fakir there is a thief in your hut a thief where is the thief said the fakir look everywhere for him and take him away if you can find him then they searched and searched everywhere but could not find the prince so at last they went away when they had all gone the fakir took the little fly and turned it back into a king's son a few days afterwards he said to the prince now you have found what you wanted you have the bell princess you came to seek so go back to your father and mother very well said the prince then he got his horse all ready for the journey took the bell fruit and made many salams to the fakir who said to him now listen take care not to open the fruit on the road wait till you are in your father's house with your father and mother and then open it if you do not do exactly as i tell you evil will happen to you so mind you only open the fruit in your father's house out of it will come the bell princess the prince set out on his journey and rode on and on for six months till he came to his father's country and then to his father's garden there he sat down to rest by a well under a clump of great trees he said to himself now that i am in my father's country and in my father's garden i will sit and rest in this cool shade and when i am rested i will go up to the palace he bathed his face and his hands in the well and drank some of its water then he thought surely now that i am in my father's country and in his garden i need not wait till i get to his palace to open my bell fruit what harm can happen if i do open it here so he broke it open in spite of all the fakir had told him and out of it came such a beautiful girl she was more beautiful than any princess that ever was seen so beautiful that the king's son fainted when he saw her the princess fanned him and poured water on his face and presently he recovered and said to her princess i should like to sleep for a little while for i have travelled for six months and am very tired after i have slept we will go together to my father's palace so he went to sleep and the princess sat by him presently a woman came to the well for water and she said to herself see here is the king's youngest son what a lovely princess that is sitting by him what fine clothes and jewels she has on and the wicked woman determined to kill the princess and to take her place then she came up to the beautiful girl and sat down beside her and talked to her listen to me princess she said at last let us change clothes with each other give me yours and i will give you mine the princess thinking no harm did as the woman suggested and now said the woman let me put on your beautiful jewels the princess gave them to her and then the wicked wicked woman said to her let us walk about this pretty garden and look at the flowers and amuse ourselves by and by she said princess let us go and look at ourselves in the well and see what we look like you in my clothes and i in yours the young girl consented and they went to the well 
as they bent over the side to look in the wicked woman gave the princess a push and pushed her straight over the edge into the water then she went and sat down by the sleeping prince just as the princess had done when he awoke and saw this ugly wicked woman instead of his bell princess he was very much surprised and said to himself a little while ago i had a beautiful girl by me and now there is such an ugly woman it is true she has on the clothes and jewels my bell princess wore but she is so ugly and there is something wrong with one of her eyes what has happened to her then he said to this wicked woman whom he took for his bell princess what is the matter with you has anything happened to you why have you become so ugly she answered till now i have always lived in the bell fruit it is the bad air of your country that has made me ugly and hurt one of my eyes the prince was ashamed of her and very very sorry how shall i take her to my father's palace now he thought my mother and all my brother's wives will see her and what will they say however never mind i must take her to my house and marry her i cannot think what can have happened to her then he got a palanquin and took her up to the palace his father and mother were very glad that their youngest son had come back to them but when they saw the wicked woman and heard she was his bell princess they and every one else in the palace said can she be a bell princess she is not at all pretty and she is not at all pleasant she was lovely when she came out of the fruit said the prince no one ever saw such a beautiful girl before i cannot think what has happened to her it must be the bad air of this country that has made her so ugly then he told them all about his journey to the jungle where he had met the fakir and how with the fakir's help he had found his bell princess and how he had opened the fruit in his father's garden and then fallen asleep the king made a great wedding feast for his son and he and the wicked woman were married and all the time the king's youngest son thought he was marrying the bell princess meanwhile the beautiful girl had not been drowned in the well but had changed into a most lovely pink lotus flower this flower was first seen by a man from the village who came to the well for water what a lovely lotus flower said the man i must gather it but when he tried to reach it the flower floated away from him then he went and told all the people in the village of the beautiful flower and then the palace servants heard of it they all tried to gather it but could not for the flower always went just out of their reach then the king and his six elder sons heard of it and they came to the well but the king tried in vain to gather it and his six sons too the lotus flower always floated away from them last of all the youngest prince heard of the lotus and he grew very curious to see it and said i will try if i cannot gather this wonderful flower that no one can touch so he too came to the well and stooped and stretched out his hand and the minute he did so the flower floated of itself into his hand then he was very happy and proud and he took the flower up to his wife and showed it to her just see he said every one in the village and the palace were talking of this lotus flower and every one tried to gather it and no one could for the flower would not let any one touch it my father tried and my brothers all tried and they too could not gather it but as soon as i stretched out my hand 
the flower floated into it of itself when his wicked wife saw the flower she said nothing but her heart told her it was the beautiful girl she had pushed into the well the prince laid the flower on his pillow and was very glad and happy as soon as he had gone out his wife seized the lotus flower tore it to bits and threw them far away into the garden in a few days a bell tree was growing on the spot where she had thrown the pieces of the lotus flower on it grew one big bell fruit and it was so fine and large that every one in the village and the palace tried to gather it but no one could touch it for the fruit always went just out of reach the king and his six elder sons also tried but they could not touch it the youngest prince heard of this fruit so he said to his wife i will go and see if i can gather this bell fruit that no one can even touch the wicked woman's heart said to her in the bell fruit is the bell princess but she said nothing the prince went to the bell tree the bell fruit came into his hand and he broke it off the tree and brought it home to his wife see he said here is the bell fruit it let me gather it at once and he was very proud and happy then he laid the fruit on the table in his room when he had gone out the wicked wife came and took the fruit and flung it away in the garden in the night the fruit burst in two and in it lay a lovely tiny girl baby the gardener as he went round the garden early in the morning found the little baby and he wondered who had thrown away the beautiful fruit and who the lovely baby girl could be she was so tiny and so pretty and the gardener was delighted when he saw her for he had no children and thought god had sent him a little child at last he took her in his arms and carried her to his wife see he said we have never had any children and now god has sent us this beautiful little girl his wife looked at the child and she was as delighted with her as her husband was yes she said god has sent us this child and she is certainly most beautiful i am very happy but i have no milk for her if only i had milk for her i could nurse her and she would live and the gardener's wife was very sad to think she had no milk in her breast for the little child then her husband said let us ask god to send you milk for her so they prayed to god and worshipped him and god was pleased with them both and sent the gardener's wife a great deal of milk the little girl now lived in the gardener's house and he and his wife took the greatest care of her and were very happy to think they had now a child she grew very fast and became lovelier every day she was more beautiful than any girl that had ever been seen and all the people in the king's country used to say how lovely the gardener's daughter is she is more beautiful than any princess the king's youngest son's wicked wife heard of the child and her heart told her she is the bell princess she said nothing but she often thought of how she could contrive to have her killed one day when the gardener's daughter was seven years old she was out in her father's garden making a little garden of her own near the house door while she was busy over her flowers the wicked woman's cow strayed into the garden and began eating the plants in it the little girl would not let it make its dinner off her father's flowers and grass but pushed it out of the garden 
the wicked woman was told how the gardener's daughter had treated her cow so she cried all day long and pretended to be ill when her husband asked her what was the matter she answered i am sick because the gardener's daughter has ill-treated my cow she beat it and turned it out of her father's garden and then said many wicked things if you will have the girl killed i shall live but if you do not kill her i shall die the prince at once ordered his servants to take the gardener's daughter the next morning to the jungle and there kill her so the next morning early the servants went to the gardener's house to take away his daughter he and his wife cried bitterly and begged the servants to leave the girl with them they offered them a great many rupees saying take these rupees and leave us our daughter how can we leave you your daughter said the servants when the king's youngest son has ordered us to take her to the jungle and kill her that his wife may get well so they led the girl away and as they went to the jungle they said to each other how beautiful this girl is they found her so beautiful that they grew very sorrowful at the thought of killing her they took the girl to a great plain which was about ten miles distant from the king's country but when they got there they said they could not kill her she was so beautiful that they really could not kill her she said to them you were ordered to kill me so kill me no they answered we cannot kill you we cannot kill you then the girl took the knife in her own hand and cut out her two eyes and one eye became a parrot and the other a miner then she cut out her heart and it became a great tank her body became a splendid palace and garden a far grander palace than was the king's palace her arms and legs became the pillars that supported the veranda roof and her head the dome on top of the palace the prince's servants looked on all the time these changes were taking place and they were so frightened by them that when they got home they would not tell the prince or any one else what they had seen no one lived in this wonderful house it stood empty in its garden by its tank and the parrot and mina lived in the garden trees some time afterwards the youngest prince went out hunting and towards evening he found himself on the great plain where stood the wonderful palace he rode up to it and said to himself i never saw any house here before i wonder who lives here he went through the great gate into the garden and then he saw the large tank and how beautiful the garden was he went all through the garden and was delighted with it and he saw that it was beautifully kept and was in perfect order then he went into the palace and went through all the rooms and wondered more and more to whom this beautiful house could belong he was very much surprised too at finding no one in the palace though the rooms were all splendidly furnished and very clean and neat my father is a great king he said to himself and yet he has not got a palace like this it was now deep night so the prince knew he could not go home till the next day never mind he said i will sleep in the veranda i am not afraid though i shall be quite alone so he lay down to sleep in the veranda and while he lay there the parrot and mina flew in and they perched near him for they knew he was there and they wanted him to hear what they said to each other then they began chattering together and the parrot told the mina 
how the prince's father was king of the neighbouring country and how he had seven sons and how six of the sons had married six princesses but this prince who was the youngest son would not marry and what is more he did not like his brother's wives at all then the birds stopped talking and did not chatter any more that night the prince was very much surprised at the birds knowing who he was and all about his dislike to his brother's wives the next morning he rode home and there he stayed all day and would not talk his wife asked him what is the matter with you why are you so silent my headaches he answered i am ill but towards evening he felt he must go back to the empty palace on the great plain so he said to his wife i'm going out to eat the air for a little while then he got on his horse and rode off to the palace as soon as he had laid himself down in the veranda the parrot and the mina perched near him and the parrot told the mina how the prince had heard of the bell princess and all about his long journey in search of her and how he found the bell fruit and how he was turned to stone then he stopped chattering and the birds said nothing more to each other that night in the morning the king's son rode home and was as silent and grave as he had been before he told his wife his head ached when she asked him whether he was ill that night he again slept in the veranda of the strange palace and heard a little more of his story from the birds the next day he was still silent and grave and his wife was very uneasy i am sure the bell princess is alive she said to herself and that he goes every night to see her then she asked him why do you go out every evening why do you not stay at home i am not well he answered so i go to my mother's house the prince had a little house of his own in his father's compound i will not sleep at home again till i am well that night he lay down to sleep again in the veranda of the great empty palace and heard the parrot tell the mina all that happened to the prince up to the time that he fell asleep in his father's garden with the beautiful bell princess sitting beside him on the fifth night the prince lay down to sleep again in the veranda of the palace on the great plain and watched eagerly for the little birds to begin their talk this night the parrot told how the wicked woman had come and taken the bell princess's clothes and thrown her down the well how the princess became a lotus flower which the wicked wife broke to bits how the bits of the lotus flower turned into a bell fruit which she threw away how out of the fruit came a tiny girl baby that the gardener adopted how the wicked woman persuaded the prince to have this girl killed when she was seven years old how he and the mina had once been this girl's eyes how the tank was once her heart and how her body had changed into this palace and garden while her head became the dome on top of the palace then the mina asked the parrot where the bell princess was cannot she be found said the mina yes said the parrot she can be found but the king's youngest son alone can find her and he is so foolish he believes that his ugly wicked wife is the beautiful bell princess and where is the bell princess asked the mina she's here said the parrot if the prince would come one day and go through all the rooms of this palace till he came to the centre room he would see a trap-door in the middle of that room 
if he lifted the trap-door he would see a staircase which leads to an underground palace and in this palace is the bell princess and can no one but the prince lift the trap-door asked the miner no one answered the pirate it is god's order that only the king's youngest son can lift the trap-door and find the bell princess the next day the young prince went through all the rooms of the palace instead of going home when he came to the centre room he looked for the trap-door and when he had lifted it he saw the staircase he went down it and found himself in the underground palace which was far more beautiful than the one above ground it was full of servants and in one room a grand dinner was standing ready in another room he saw a gold bed all covered with pearls and diamonds and on the bed lay the bell princess day and night she prayed to god and read a holy book she did nothing else when the prince went into her room and she saw him she was very sad not happy for she thought he's so foolish he knows nothing of what has happened to me then she said to him why did you come here go home again to your father's palace the prince burst out crying see princess he said i knew nothing of your palace i only found it by chance five nights ago i have slept here in the veranda for the last five nights and only last night did i learn what had happened to you and how to find you i know it is true she said that you knew nothing of what happened to me but now that you have found me what will you do i will go home to my father's palace he answered and make everything ready for you and then i will come and marry you and take you home so it was all settled and he ate some food and returned to his father he told his father and mother all that had happened to the bell princess and how her body had turned into the beautiful garden and palace that stood on the big plain and of the little birds and of the underground palace in which she now lived so his father said that he and the prince's mother and his six brothers and their wives would all take him in great state to the palace and marry him to the beautiful bell princess and that then they would all return to their own palace and all live together but first the wicked woman must be killed said the king so he ordered his servants to take her to the jungle and kill her and throw her body away so they took her away at four o'clock in the afternoon and killed her one morning two or three days later the prince and his father and mother and brothers and sisters-in-law went to the great palace on the wide plain and there in the evening the king's youngest son was married to the bell princess and when his father and mother and brothers and his brother's wives saw her they all said it is quite true she is indeed a bell princess after the wedding they all returned to the king's palace and there they lived together but the king and his sons used often to go to the palace on the great plain to eat the air and they used to lend it sometimes to other rajas and kings End of chapter fifteen recording by maricel qui end of cocoa break collection volume two by various